This is Don't Panic, episode 294, recorded November 25th, 2020. Nope, that's the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Take two. Sean, cut that out. (laughs) This this is Don't Panic, episode number 295, recorded November 30th, 2020. Uh, Hello, people of the internet. I'm Colby Rabideau. And I'm here with a guy who's about to have his internet shut off because he's been podcasting so darn much. It's Dan Miller. From my, yeah, my un- undisclosed location internet. Wait, did we come up with a title for this episode? Um, we, we didn't, we don't have to. I just no, thought you did. I, uh... No, I I can't. Oh, sorry. I I came up with a with a with a dumb intro joke. That, oh, that was. Uh, I, I forgot it. about our title. Yeah. Got it. No, that's fine. We don't need a title. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm calling in from the great state of Vermont after having completed our two week uh, in in New York quarantine, and mm. it's very rainy. But I think it's it's raining throughout the Northeast. We went we went skiing on uh, Sunday, and at certain points, cool. you it was hard to tell if you were skiing or hiking. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was not exactly a lot of snow. I've I've definitely been on that sort of ski trip in in the great state of Vermont. <laughs> like yeah, I think yeah, I messed was... up a pair of skis once because I I went over some some gravel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I could imagine that's a real risk. Um, yeah. Luckily, not so. That that's the other great thing about not being very good at skiing is that uh, we. So we're at this ski resort. It's called Stowe. We're actually we're not anywhere near it, but that was the one we went to. And yeah, it's like bisected by this highway, and you park on one side of the highway and then to get to all the stuff that I can do, you have to go to the other side of the highway and you take this like gondola, um, yeah. which is fine. Cause they're only letting like one family unit in a gondola at a time. Uh, so we get out and we get there kind of early, but not really early by, by skiing standards. We get there at like eight 30, the like slopes open at eight. So it's like, you're not early. Um, yeah. And we get out and there's like, we look to the left as we're walking to the gondola. There's this huge mass of people to the left. We're like, what, like, what are all those people doing? And then we go over to the other side and we ski around. And it's perfectly fine. There's like no weights for anything. All two of the, <laughs> the lifts that are open. Uh, and then eventually we go back to leave because that we knew that the harder stuff was on the other side. And so... Right. Lena is much better at skiing, and then so like ski the hard stuff, and I'll just not. I would just won't do that. Um, and then we we looked, and the mass of people had grown even further, and that's when we realized that everyone else who was here was waiting in line for the one ski lift that had the hard stuff, and it was a huge <laughs> throng of people. Uh, oh. So it's good to suck at skiing. Sometimes, yeah. I like that's the. That's always tricky when it's like weird weather because you 
like inevitably like tons of trails on the mountain are closed right and so like sometimes you like you go to the top and there's one one way down and it's really difficult like that is the like there's supposed to be a like blue trail down but it actually it's closed and it's all moguls yes i've had that happen that was that was how I did moguls for the first time. <laughs> did not go well. Yeah, it turns out at the top of the mountain, any blue is going to be of the harder variety of blue. There's probably exceptions to that, um, but things tend to be steeper at the top of mountains. That's kind of how mountains, you know, that's how they tend to work. Yeah, so pointy. Um, let's see what else happened. We rented an suv and i think this is the first time we've ever rented an SUV, suv where we actually got one it you know so i learned recently as i've been trying to learn more about cars as the the prospect of buying a car in the next year becomes more and more likely i'd be like i should know things about cars because i don't know anything and one thing i learned is that suvs were just trucks with different stuff on top um, and I think now they aren't, but that originally that's what it was like, what if we just made a truck and then instead of having a, a bed in the back, we just put seats in the back right. Bam, SUV. Uh, and we, we got this SUV rental forerunner Toyota forerunner. It's an actual truck. Like it's, it has those little like foot stools you have to like step up on in order to get in. Um, yeah. You you know, usually, like, I've never driven a car where from the driver's seats, I can see the hood. Um, but, you know, you know, like, normally, it's like, you're here, and the hood oh. is down here, you know, and you don't like you can't, it's not obstructing your vision, the hood of this car, I, I can clearly see it. When I'm driving, it's just sticking out <laughs> just here in, in the, <laughs> in the windshield. It's here. Yeah. Truck life the my so my parents have like a a truck for is a seriously no frills truck purely for farm purposes um but it has yeah it's it's like that it's the tallest vehicle i've ever driven it's like a ford f250 right so so like i'm like i'm a not a short person but i have to use the handle to like haul myself up into this <laughs> truck to get in and then like you sit up there and you're like four feet above everything else and it's ridiculous. That is kind it of goes nice really feeling. fast too. Yeah, I don't know if if you'd have this experience with an SUV, but like that that truck is like, you know, it has an engine for like towing stuff. So if you're not towing anything, it it yeah, I have a feeling that the other SUVs I I had were not they yeah they weren't designed to be towing anything. They were just bigger cars. Right. Yeah. That's fun. Have you have you gotten to use the four wheel drive yet? Or are you just uh... no, no. And and this is the only car where there's a lot of options and configuration that goes into using the four wheel drive. There's yeah. like uphill and downhill dials. So there's separate dials. And then you can like adjust on the dials, like depending on the terrain, you want it to like go to a certain point. But then I was also reading that there's this mode where you can disable like different axles if you want to that you might want to do for some reason there's a mode you can put in if you're stuck which is different than the mode you'd be in if you 
anticipate being stuck. There's like, I am stuck mode and the, I might be stuck mode. Uh, <laughs> and then the, one of them, I think it might be the downhill one. You, the gas pedal doesn't do anything anymore. So you put this dial on and then the car just goes very slowly at a slow speed. And or, yeah, I think it is the downhill one because it like locks it in a low gear or something. And right. uh the the gas pedal doesn't do anything um interesting at least yeah, that was like my a... reading of it that makes sense because that's but the no, thing you I could haven't. do with with like a manual car right is like you put it in like going down a hill in in a place in the mountains you could put your car in like second gear and you won't go any faster like then the car can go in second gear without having to like slam on the brakes the whole way down uh-huh i've um, never driven a manual I haven't, but I've been in the car with someone who is doing that, and they I explained have, it to me. I have. I've been in the car with someone who stopped on an uphill in a manual. That that was my big eye-opening <laughs> moment. I was like, "Who on earth would ever want to do this to themselves voluntarily?" This seems terrible. Yeah, that's that's crazy though. I don't think I've I've ever seen or driven a car that had like four-wheel drive options. Like it was just like on, or actually the, the aforementioned pickup truck had four wheel drive, but it was like to use it, you had to get out of the truck and like lock the axles on the front <laughs> wheel. Uh, I don't remember if it was the front wheels or the back wheels, probably the back wheels. You had to go and there were little like turny things and you had to turn the thing on the wheel. So the axle, the, the axle would lock and then you could use the four wheel drive. Yeah. Fun. Um, Fun. The other crazy thing is I actually have fiber internet here, um, but it's only ten up, ten down. But actually, it I was going to say it, it must be like a, a really um, um, dirty fiber or something. You're very blurry right now. <laughs> oh, I, I wonder if that. Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I I'm on my my shitty MacBook Pro. Um, camera not my oh yeah no this, this is like uh this isn't apple apple f facetime camera this is uh this is like the pixels are like half an inch oh, no. <laughs> wait i wonder i wonder oh i don't know sean might hate me if i do this what happens if i press this button <laughs> uh-oh he's gone oh. Oh, he's Am back. I back. Ooh, yeah. How about now? Oh, you see, you're How's way, you're way better now. You're very clear. Yeah, I wonder if that's because <laughs> that background thing I had going on was just like screwing up the video compression because there's oh, always maybe. motion on yeah. all parts of it. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a little better now. Now, see, okay. now it only gets blurry now when you um when you move but like when you're right right but when you're very still you come through crystal clear i was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about video compression and it, it, it makes in like video compression like video chatting and it makes perfect sense but i had never considered that that is like a gpu thing and not Mm. Like, like your GPU is doing stuff to compress the video and probably not your CPU. I feel like that explains why my old Mac mini was so bad at Skype. 
Yeah, maybe. This actually segues into something else that I learned slash re-remembered. So these MacBook Pros, they have two graphics cards. They have the integrated graphics and then the discrete graphics. And yeah. my, my discrete graphics never turns on unless I force it to. So even right now, it's using the integrated graphics. Maybe that's another problem. Um, How do you know with, if it's doing that? Ah, well, I learned if you go to About This Mac, and then you click on Displays, uh, in that little top tab thing, it'll sh it'll say the name of the graphics card. Um, what I did learn is if you plug in an external monitor, it always uses the the um, discrete graphics. Oh, okay. I'm on my external monitor, so I guess that means it's using the the integrate the discrete. <laughs> user manual for what for your monitor must be. oh weird yeah it must be it just brought me to a, a like apple support page of user manuals how about now how's my uh how's my video now any better seems a little better move around uh, it still still gets kind of wow. wild. Maybe I don't know the pixels the 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 pixelation seems smaller. Well, yeah, I turned on before. the the discrete graphics. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. Amazing. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. That's all my updates. Cool. I don't really have any technology updates. I didn't do really anything for the last week except cook Thanksgiving food. Um, favorite side dish mashed potatoes mashed potatoes nice yeah I can't say no to mashed potatoes um, one thing that was nice about <laughs> no family Thanksgiving which will probably never happen again mm -hmm. is that we had like infinite leftovers like I just finished my Thanksgiving leftovers today and I had at least one meal of Thanksgiving leftovers for every day since Thanksgiving. And I didn't hate that at all. Like I, I just, I think I just got tired of it today. Like I finished my Thanksgiving <laughs> sandwich and after I, afterwards I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to have another one of those. Um, so that feels pretty good. I don't know. What's your, we also, we made a second round of gravy, with with the bones from the turkey because we ran out of gravy that was great too really kept the leftovers going yeah that's awesome we um we had just for a similar reason right well same reasoning was we we got uh chinese takeout for thanksgiving dinner so that we would remember it as the thanksgiving we got chinese takeout not the thanksgiving that everything was closed and no one could see each other yeah. Uh, so we didn't really get so much of the leftovers, although my mom was kind enough to uh, drop some off with us as we as we passed by on the way to Vermont. Nice. So we got got the taste. That's good. Uh, what is your Thanksgiving side of choice? I think if for a while it was stuffing, and then for a while it was uh, sweet potato casserole. Um. But my mom, yeah. so there's this thing that my mom talked about. It was one of those things like, um, 
what's the thing that everyone hates? Spinach or like what's a what's a stereotypical green bean like casserole casserole? It was it was green bean casserole. My mom talked about it all throughout my childhood. She was like, Oh, I love green bean casserole, but everyone else hates it. And I was like, Oh, okay, it must suck. Um and then she gave us some and it was so good. I was like, wait a second, it's just like <laughs> I don't know what it was. Green beans and cheese and butter. There's not much to complain about. It goes great with everything else. Uh, so I was I was converted. I wanted more green bean casserole after after it was over. I feel like green bean casserole is a thing that kids don't like because it has green beans in it. But like, I think it's like the standard green bean casserole is like green beans from a can, cream of mushroom soup, and like crunchy onions on top. Like, uh, I don't know what you call that, yeah. them. But I mean, it's not bad. Like, <laughs> there's a reason green mushroom soup is in everything. Like, it doesn't taste bad. Yeah, yeah. But did, did that even make it to their the the Sean uh, soup bracket with Matt? Oh, oh no! Cream Italian mushroom? wedding soup, <laughs> minestrone. <laughs> I think they should do a second oh, soup bracket bracket with only canned soups. Oh, yeah, you can go to, like, the Campbell's website. Yeah, the that Campbell's chunky New England clam chowder. It's not bad. I'm, I'm on the Campbell's, the Campbell's website right now. I'm going to go ahead and click on all products because there, there must be a lot. Condensed <laughs> soups, chunky soups, well, yes, soups. What are well, yes, soups? Well, well yes. yes. <laughs> soups. Uh, these are this is like their organic healthy uh, healthy brand. There's not quite as many of them as all right. Here we go. See all soups. There are 85 condensed soups. How many chunky soups are there? 65. Yeah, you could do a That's whole so bracket many. with all these soups. It's it's a lot. Chicken broccoli cheese with potato soup. Buffalo style chicken Wait, did you soup. Say... <laughs> Ew. Oh, that's that sounds terrible. How many like what are they what eighty-five things can they condense into soup? Like cream of mushroom, cream of cream, cream of wheat. Cream of cream. That... <laughs> um Beef, beef and cheese with beef and bacon. <laughs> uh, beef and country cream, vegetables. Cream of bacon soup. <laughs> okay, let's let's go to the sixth page. Steak and potato soup. Spicy chicken quesadilla soup. <laughs> Thai style chicken with rice and vegetables soup. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. You can pub style chicken pot pie oh, soup. Yeah. Tomato soup, chicken gumbo, green pea soup, 98% fat-free cream of chicken soup. There's not going to be a lot of chicken in that soup. Disney princess jasmine soup. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm going to go into the search box here (laughs) and type princess. (laughs) Disney princess soup. Disney princess jasmine soup. Oh, there's just Disney, generic Disney princess soup. 
it's like a mixture the mixture of disney princesses <laughs> they just all get blended up like uh <laughs> disney princess slurry <laughs> sean's never gonna let us do this again <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't think we address the elephant in the room, but Sean, Sean isn't here right. because his power's out. Because <laughs> the wind, the wind in the Northeast right now is pretty wild. There were things like banging around in the parking lot by my apartment all day. <laughs> did, did you get another dumpster fire, or was that your last place? <laughs> no, that that was this place too. But <laughs> there was there were probably things blew out of the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, so I was observing that the further north you go, and it makes a lot of sense. The more the roofs are likely to be metal, and I'm staying in a place with a metal roof, and when it rains, it's Ooh. a lot louder. Um, Gets rowdy. Yeah, in like a normal suburban house, if it's raining, unless it's on the windows, you you don't hear it um, on the roof. Right. But here, you can yeah. totally hear it. Yeah, I, I don't hear it. It's the same here. Like, I don't, I'm on the top floor, so the roof is above me, but I don't, I don't hear stuff on the roof. But I do hear it when it's like raining sideways against the windows. Right. My my windows are also like pretty shoddy at this point. So if it really rains sideways, it, it tends to rain into the apartment as well, which is, which is problematic. But, you know, what are you going to do? Did I tell you about a uh, friend of the show, Chuck's apartment, where the windows would just fall out into the apartment? <laughs> and this was a design flaw of the building. <laughs> and these are not like... No nice little country windows these are like these big honking new age modern apartment like floor to ceiling windows like <laughs> the shatter glass did, all did over they... your floor <laughs> that seems to be like a recurring theme in like urban construction where they make a big building with like unique windows and in in some way or another like some you know, variable was left out of the calculations, like whether it's like the temperature in the winter or like the humidity in the summer. And as a result, like huge glass panels like fall <laughs> off of this fancy new building and they have to redo the entire thing at, at, at great cost. Um, yes. Yes. The scaffolding was up for years um, because of this. Uh, um that's terrifying tech news tech news i i say we i say we just start at the top um let's start with spotify stories now i feel like we didn't talk about the t the twitter stories you know what they're called colby uh man it was just i guess it was just so fleeting i can't remember <laughs> Yes, the the fleets, and I, I feel like that. Like, I remember this the the discourse being uh, this being the discourse a couple of years ago when Instagram book added stories. Maybe it was met when Messenger added stories, and everyone's like, "Oh boy, like does everything need stories?" But I guess stories originally came from from Snapchat. So, anyways, stories have been an oft copied feature, and now Twitter has copied them. And they're called fleets, and I've I've never used one. Uh, 
I looked at them a couple times and it made me really realize that, you know, I use Twitter more than most people probably. Uh, but there are people that use Twitter even way more than I do. And they see it like I would never post one of these things on Twitter. Like Twitter is a very like almost not really professional, but like caters to a different audience. And like what the whole point of Twitter is to say, have conversations with people and you can't have conversations about a picture that not everyone can see or isn't going to last or whatever. But anyways, all that aside, now to the key. Oh, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn added stories, I think, a couple of years ago. I've, I've seen them around. Uh, but now Spotify has also added Snapchat-like stories for playlists. I actually don't know at all how this works. I'm going to click on this uh, this tweet. See, it's great when, when there's tweets and I can click on the video. Oh, it's like Christmas hits Spotify story but there's no music it's just it's just another story um is it the case that like oh i see so the artists that are featured in the playlist can supply their little video message for people who are going to watch the playlist or listen to the playlist i guess weird i don't uh as you know, I worked at Spotify at some point, and I was in the part of Spotify that was concerned with this sort of thing, like mm-hmm. like extracurricular artist content. I just don't know, like... I, it, <laughs> it doesn't quite add up for me, because, like, I guess it's, like, nice, and I've, I've seen things like like this sometimes and like occasionally they're interesting but it's not you, you like famously it. are a, a big fan of the facebook uh recipe videos which are kind of oh yeah i'm kind I'm of off like that like recipe if, videos yeah <laughs> if there's a recipe app and it had stories you might be hitting it up right right yeah i think like specific i guess specifically in spotify I, like Spotify is not a thing that I look at. Maybe it is a thing that other people look at, but I'm not like, I guess once in a while I used to do it, you know, like I would be sitting on the train and just like flick through songs or something. I don't know. When you use Spotify, do you use the home screen where it says like new releases and are there like recommendations? <laughs> Sometimes, like, usually I do, like, my, I have my, like, playlist of songs that I typically listen to, but sometimes I I use, like, I like the Daily Mix playlists that it, that it generates, like, those are the ones that I usually go for, but I don't, like, scroll, I don't really subscribe to, like, the, the, the big, uh, you know, the curated playlists that Spotify mm-hmm. provides. I don't really like the Christmas hits of the world. Now, how often would you say you listen to a new artist on Spotify? Uh, hmm. Once a week, once a month, once every couple months? Definitely once a month. Definitely not once a week. 
somewhere between yeah. those two. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I think it might be between once a month and once every couple months. Uh, and it's probably pretty irregular. I can't yeah. remember. Uh, I guess that's not fair. Like sometimes I do use the curated playlist when I'm going for a certain mood pretty regularly. Definitely use those at least once a month. If you're doing a board mm -hmm. game night, you can like, it's amazing what you can search for and find. Right. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's a good um, idea. I never think to put on board game like music for board game night. I'm going to do that great. next time. Set the mood. Uh, but it sounds like neither of us will are in the target market for what, what are they calling this? Uh, I don't know if they have a name for it. Spotify stories. Previously called storylines. Back oh, in 2019. Yeah. Apparently this isn't even the first time. <laughs> I was going to say, like, um, I remember something like this when I was working there, but I don't, it was not, it had nothing to do with playlists. I don't remember. Yeah, it looks like it had something it, to do with the lyrics. Yeah, it was like a, well, there was a thing that, like, would, it was like a gift that would be there instead of album art, but I think this was a different thing, even different to that. Um, yeah weird <laughs> spotify the stories now i just saw the tweet further down in that article oh there's a video of it yeah that's what I, I tried to watch and it didn't really clarify where i would find it or what it was useful for right huh i don't know um speaking of new experiences colby are you ready to experience the uh super nintendo world theme park in where is this in osaka japan <laughs> I, i've never been less ready for something <laughs> is it is it a real life mario party i kind of i don't know what's going to be here but i've seen <laughs> pictures of this for a couple months years now and it's let me see if i can find that um I don't know how to do the Sean thing where he shows stuff on video, uh, but there is this uh, super, what is this thing called? Super Nintendo World aerial shot. Uh, that, like, yeah, here we go. Um, there is a it, share your screen option in this this video thing that we Yeah, let me, let's see if I, I'll try that. We'll see if Sean really dislikes me again. There we go. Okay, share my screen. Share Chrome tab. Here we go. How about that? Kaplow. Kaplamo. So here, this is an actual like aerial shot of like what it looks like from above, and it it looks so unreal. Uh, what? But it, like, if you're looking at it, it, like, really does look like a video game. Um, here, let's look yeah. this more. There's one I saw. Yeah, this one. How did they do that? Like, I was just watching. Like, I put on the YouTube video that's in this article, and it like, it, I thought it was like computer rendered footage, not yeah. like, not the real thing. But now looking at this aerial screenshot i feel like 
it is the real thing and it just yeah, looks very yeah. trippy what's also crazy it's is next to uh harry potter world so up here in the upper right that's harry potter world in japan <laughs> um and then right next door is it, it looks like when you're when you're playing like sim city or something like where you get those different yes. districts that have completely different vibes <laughs> yes um but yeah it looks i don't know if the rides would be any fun but if i was in osaka japan i would totally want to go um for the same reason that i really wanted to go to like uh the star wars stuff in disney uh just because it feels it it think it feels like it would be really cool to be in the space and even if the rides suck i don't know if it were a hundred dollars i might not go but for 50 bucks i would probably do it yeah but like if you were there the, why not yeah the rides might be cool like mario kart roller poster yes please i think mario party as a theme park is also a really good idea this gets back to my japanese gate warehouse uh my uh Japanese game show game warehouse idea, a decidedly pre-COVID times notion. Um, but man, imagine a warehouse of just real life Mario Party games that you play with your friends. <laughs> it sounds pretty terrible. Have you ever seen, it's possible that you were the person who showed me this, but in my head, there's like a YouTube video of a Japanese game to, game show called like Slippery Stairs or something. Where yes. the, pre- the the premise is that like you're the, there are a bunch of people trying to get to the top of the stairs first, but like the stairs are like it's a really long flight of stairs and they're covered in like oil or something, and so these <laughs> yeah. people are just trying to run up and then they they slip and fall down because it's it's very slippery. <laughs> Yeah, seems terrible. Exactly. Um, okay, Super nice. Nintendo World. Let's see. Maybe I should actually give some facts about this. Uh, we'll open February fourth, twenty twenty one. Extremely ambitious, although maybe not in Japan. Um. Uh, yep. There's Mario Karts with with steering wheels. Multiple vehicles can race. Um, there's power ups and items in that in that game or in that ride, but I, I feel like they haven't really, uh, maybe that's the only ride they've really shown off so far. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you're in Japan, February, 2021, first of all, lucky you. And secondly, <laughs> definitely check that out. Okay. Um, let's talk about, well, is there a story that you want to talk about fully? Of these remaining well, three? We, sh- we should definitely talk about, data caps since yeah since that was the opening joke yeah so yeah so the headline of this is comcast to impose home infinite data cap of 1.2 terabytes in more than a dozen u.s states next year um afterwards you'll be charged ten dollars per 50 gigabytes up to 100 gigabytes or up to $100. So you only, oh, I see. So you could get charged for five, <laughs> five terabytes of extra data. I see. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, yes, yeah, so Comcast plans to change this. Uh, it's a cap that's already in effect for customers on non-unlimited plans in other parts of the country. Comcast will give its Xfinity's country customers not on an unlimited plan a credit for any data usage over the limit during those months to ease them into the new limits interesting 
you'll get a courtesy month, blah, blah, blah. Affected states include Connecticut, Delaware, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Vermont, West Virginia, District of Columbia, as well parts of Northern Carolina and Ohio. So, uh, oh yeah, and right. So Comcast announced in March it was suspending a data cap policy for 60 days, but it, maybe it seems like it did that longer. Um, here's the, the questions I have. And we don't have Sean here to answer them. So I don't know if I have to Google it myself or what, but let's just why, speculate wildly. Yeah. Why just those <laughs> states? Why just those? Are those the only states that Comcast operates in? Mm. I wonder. It sounds it. some part of this made it sound to me like some states already have caps and like these are the states that didn't or something and they're rolling it out in these states oh but I don't, yeah it could all it could also be that these i see yeah october 2016 most comcast customers now have a one terabyte home internet cap yeah uh notable exceptions include new york and nearly the entire northeast hmm. yeah I don't like how much how much how much internet do you use every month? Do you know? Um I could maybe find out. Um let's see. Do you know how much you use? I think so, but I'm gonna check my router right now. <laughs> Maybe I could check Comcast. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if my router makes it easy to see that. Yeah, I don't know if about per month. I don't know what the units here are. But right now, if, if I look at my, my WAN 1, uh, the Ethernet port that goes to my router or to my modem, it says 2.51 terabytes downloaded and 355 gigabytes uploaded. Um, but that might not be traffic. Yeah, traffic 1.48 terabytes. But over, over what time period? I don't know. So it seems like I might fit into this uh, unless this thing is automatically doing it by a month, in which case I would not fit into it. <laughs> Interesting. Mine, oh, my router tells me in megabytes. That's not helpful at all. That is not great. That's a large number. So that looks like 400 gigabytes. Per month. Right last last or this past month no this month yes this month i've used i downloaded 451,730 megabytes of data <laughs> which is 450 gigabytes and i uploaded 42,731 megabytes of data 
Yeah, I don't think mine's going to tell me, unfortunately. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I can find out. I just don't know right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I well, think it says in here that that Comcast says that they gave a very specific uh, definition. Um, oh yeah, my Comcast account agrees. Ninety-five percent of customers don't get close to using that much data per month, and that's another interesting quote. Uh, median monthly data use was around three hundred and eight gigabytes. Uh, I'm gonna look up the how big is a 4K movie. That's 100 gigabytes. So holy moly! <laughs> so 1.2 terabytes divided by 100 gigabytes. Uh, yeah, that's 12 12 4K movies a month. Before you go over that, damn. <laughs> Which, how long is it as a typical movie? Uh, two and a half hours. Is that was that right? Yeah, two two hours, two and a half hours. I think that's true. Say it's two hours, then uh, that would be yeah times four. Sorry, I can't do math right now. It'll only be 12 times four half-hour TV shows, 48 TV shows. Not a lot of 4K binging that you can do on 1.2 terabytes. That's half half an hour TV shows, 48 half an hour episodes, you said? I think so. Damn. I definitely, especially in quarantine, <laughs> I crush that. <laughs> Good thing I don't have a 4K TV. Yeah, that'll be your saving grace. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, the, I don't know. This seems annoying. I don't like when things are taken away, like most people. I wasn't, I wasn't using infinite, infinite data, but what if I need to? Well, uh, speaking of things kind of sucking, oh, oh, I really want Sean to be here to talk about this, but it, it looks like he's not going to show up. So, so we can uh, we can make this our swan song here. So last week, I think I think last week we were talking about Microsoft Office three sixty five, Microsoft Teams in the cloud, and and how Sean was like a relatively big fan of it. Um. Mm. And apparently, I don't know if this, yeah, this is not new. It was released in 2019, but Microsoft has a, a productivity score uh, feature in Microsoft 365 that allows uh, managers to track their employees' activity at an individual level. And it has, like, it allows managers to drill down into, like, specific employees and look at, like, group chats and how many people are sending IMs versus emails and, uh, collaborating on shared documents, uh, which is just a little, a little weird. And th this is not like, yeah. So, oh, I guess I can share my screen again. Here's here's the dashboard. Sharing screen. 
Yeah. So it's like, oh, and uh, this is just in the aggregate, but like, how is your company communicating? Since these 5% of the people in your org use two or more modes to communicate. So what? Who cares? Uh, when, and there's this other box here. When people use online meeting tools, they can, they can save up to 104 minutes a week. 60% of meetings in your org follow one or more meeting best practices. What are meeting best practices? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> what it's, does that mean? Yeah, your score, 58%. It's like, this is not... Uh, I, I get where this comes from, which is like a lot of software engineers. I've, I've fallen into this too. It's like, oh, if only like... I when I see graphs and numbers, it helps motivate me to like make things better. Therefore, when other people see graphs and numbers, it'll do the same for them. And it's like, nah. First of all, I don't know mm -hmm. if that's true. And and secondly, uh, I don't think that any of this stuff can can be quantified, anyways. No, I think I think like trying to like mechanize people is a is a losing. A oh, mechanize people. That's such a good phrase. Yeah, I like I'm sure I've complained to you about things like this before, but I feel like there are lots of things that are like you know, like one cool trick to like do this every week or whatever and it'll like I don't know, like make make you a million times better at your job or something. Productivity um, porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just don't like I don't know. It's like, it's like sometimes like life just doesn't cooperate. Like sometimes you're not productive at work because like other stuff is happening and you're distracted. Sometimes you are productive because like who knows what. Um, and I feel like something like uh, all of that, all of that context is lost with something like this, where it's like, you know, like I. I I would think like a manager, like an actual proper manager is the only uh, who is who like you work with all the time is the only person who who can really have a good sense of like whether or not you're doing a good job because they know what's like going on in your life. Right. Like hopefully they talk to you and like listen to you. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that's not always the case either, but right. Um, but the. uh is Microsoft the company that had the stack ranking thing for their employees where like they were all like every quarter they fired like the bottom like 1% of people or something like that? Is that, am I remembering that correctly? Yes, I think you're right. They ended that practice in 2013. I see. Um, yeah. Maybe this is just the internal version of that. <laughs> Like you said. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think Microsoft has changed a lot since 2013, um, but I'm sure it's still a place where, depending on where you are, anything is possible, good or bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it certainly feels pretty dystopian. <laughs> that that we idea. we hope that Sean's manager uh, is seeing that he has a good uh, collaboration quotient in his Microsoft 365 Teams review this quarter. Oh, yeah. And, but in the meantime, yeah. let's move on to picks. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, I'll go first because I'm pretty excited about it. 
So ever since I got the Nintendo Switch a couple of years ago, the most frustrating thing about it is it's so portable, but and you can use it really easily to play things handheld. But if you want to bring your Nintendo Switch somewhere else and plug it into just any TV, you very quickly it very quickly sucks because like pretty much the only thing that will do it is the dock that it comes with, which is kind of big and cumbersome, way bigger and more cumbersome than it needs to be. There should just be one cable, like the um, the Apple HDMI cable that takes in a USB power and outputs an HDMI and that just works. Um, and for a long time that didn't exist, but now it does. This is not a first party Nintendo thing, but someone else has made this amazing little thing. I think it's called the human thing is Nintendo switch dock. There'll be a link in the show notes and it's a little wall nubbin that has a USB-C port uh, that you plug into the switch a regular USB-A port that you can use to plug in controllers to charge or adapters or an ethernet connector and an HDMI port. You plug your switch in and you plug an HDMI port in and you plug this thing into the wall and it just works. So you can use this little to connect your switch to any TV and it will charge the switch and do, excuse me, all of the things. Um, So it's way smaller than carrying around the original dock, especially if you are traveling, uh, which maybe not a lot of people are, but if you are if you are playing travel, you're gonna be playing to spend a lot of time in one place. So you might wanna bring a Nintendo Switch and you'll also then be bringing a lot of other things. So it might be nice to reduce the amount of stuff you're taking with you. So this thing is great uh, because I also learned tonight that it kills two birds with one stone. If you plug your iPad or your iPhone into it, it can also, play video on whatever TV it's plugged into and charge, which is awesome because then you can watch Ooh. Netflix on whatever TV you happen to have attached to it. Uh, so check it out. Human Things Nintendo Switch Dock. Pretty sure that'll get you there. That's fancy. That's a good idea. Good idea. Colby, what do you got? Cool. Um... My pick, I watched this show a while ago because I was bored and had nothing else to do. It's called Doom Patrol. It's on HBO. It is a DC Universe superhero show. Um, And I thought it was pretty good. It's it's definitely not... (laughs) It's not quite as formulaic as the like Marvel superhero like TV shows all ended up being like it's it is definitely it's not like that same thing rehashed. It's different. It's very adult. It's HBO. So there's like lots of swearing and, you know, sundry naked people and violence and and the the things you would expect from from an hbo show um but like it was it was pretty good i was not expecting to watch any of it really i was like i put it on once expecting to totally hate it because i am mostly i'm i'm mostly over all the two superhero show 
superhero stuff, but especially the TV shows like, you know, like the flash and, and green arrow and the, like those ones were just so bad. Um, but yeah, this one's pretty good, I guess. It was enjoyable. It's like not, you've never, unless you're like a, I assume there are comic books for these people, but like, it's not comic books that I'm aware of. So unless you're pretty deep in the DC universe, you, you probably know, won't know what's going on, but it's pretty funny. Worth a watch if you have nothing else to do. Sweet. Now, should we yeah. attempt to do Sean's pick here? I assume Sean is the one who put this, uh, dry erase board in yeah all right so i'm gonna open this up i'll do half of it and and you do half of it colby so i'm looking at this it looks like it looks like a a macbook keyboard but slightly more inclined and it's a dry erase board Mm um you can write on it i guess i don't know what you'd use it for i guess you'd take notes to yourself during the day and oh it has a little slide out tray oh and it has the little holder at the top so you can put your your dryer's marker in a little slide out tray that's what stands out to me what stands out to you yeah i mean i guess i guess those things (laughs) i like well, Colby, did you know you can get it in different colors? Ooh, like floral, cute, marble. Marble. It's Man. a little black. How does that work? Yeah. Dot. Weird. This is interesting. I could see myself using this if it were if it were in front of me. Um I do like I do like to remind myself to do things during the day. I do. I, that is pretty helpful sometimes, but I don't as a person who works from home now. And as you can see a person whose desk is in their bedroom, like my desk is like seeing my desk is unavoidable. So I don't want to be walking around in non-work time and be reminded of work things that I have to do the next time I'm working. Yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. So, but maybe, if, maybe if I were diligent about not, like, it couldn't be a weekend reminder. Only, only during the day. So, if this sounds um, appealing to you, check out the Quartet Glass Dry Erase Desktop Computer Pad, eighteen inches by six inches, white surface, frameless. Um, and another fun fact comes with a fifteen-year warranty. That might be the longest warranty I've ever seen. That's really long. Like, how long has this company been in business? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, So that's it for us. Uh, I don't have anything to plug because I'm not Sean. I don't know. There is there an episode of uh, the the Sean and Matt show this week? I have no idea. Maybe maybe there isn't. Are they watching uh, all of the? Fast and Furious movies next week? No clue. Probably all of them at the same time. I don't know. I don't know if there's a new one. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) And then you have to provide commentary. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. (laughs) (laughs) No, 
I don't uh I don't recall seeing a new of her debate in the feed. So if there is uh one in the pipeline, it hasn't made its way to the public yet. Um I don't really have anything to plug. I did notice I looked at Twitch and uh in the chat, Sin Unlimited, who I think is Zach, if I recall correctly, said, Did y'all see VS Code stories? I thought that was funny. No, is is that an actual extension? I can't tell if that's a joke or not. I can't tell what level of joke that is, if that was his joke or if there's a real thing. Well, I I Googled VS Code stories and uh, there are extensions you can download that (laughs) seem to do something. Amazing. I I could create a story. Maybe I'll create a story for you tomorrow. Do it. Tell me, send me which extension you download. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, their, uh, their Kickstarter um, only raised $185 out of 19000 So that's a, it's kind of a lot. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to you next week, Coley. All right. Bye, world. See ya. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.